First Republic has advertised itself as a bank that would do more for its customers. First Republic was set up to give wealthy customers a much better service experience. You know, there was someone you could call on the phone. They knew your name. They knew a lot about you. They gave you fresh baked cookies when you came in. And it was a much nicer experience. Sort of like the Hampton Inn. (laughs) Fresh baked cookies. A little higher end. That's our colleague Rachel Ensign, who's been covering the recent banking crisis and the one bank that's still in the middle of it. First Republic. Well, First Republic, until very recently, was the envy of the banking industry and is teetering now. First Republic stock was dropping dramatically. That stock right now down by over another 20 percent. First Republic Bank's stock plunged nearly 50 percent today. After their 50 percent fall yesterday, the bank's shares fell even further today. Is it fair to say First Republic has crumbled? Just sticking with the cookies. Like, it hasn't crumbled 100%. (laughs) It's in the crumbling process. It's in the crumbling process. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. It's Wednesday, April 26th. Coming up on the show, how First Republic went from the envy of the banking industry to teetering on the brink. This episode is brought to you by Workday. Get the whole band together with Workday and pair finance and HR on one platform for an epic performance. With Workday AI at the core, you'll make confident decisions faster than ever. And you'll drive flawless business and finance operations with an agile platform that constantly evolves to future-proof your organization. Be a finance and HR rock star with Workday. Visit Workday.com to learn more. First Republic has had the same... DNA since the beginning when it was founded in the 80s. So wealthy people are really the bulk of First Republic's business. You know, some of them also bring their business accounts and their wealth accounts. And, you know, if if you had asked the bank about this a few years ago, they would have said, these are the best customers in America. The whole business model depended on these people leaving really large sums of money at First Republic. And it takes their deposits and it makes pretty simple loans to them, largely home loans, loans for these wealthy customers to buy very expensive properties, what's known as jumbo mortgages. Often, those jumbo mortgages came with particularly low interest rates. And some of the people who got them were the tech elite of Silicon Valley. Even Mark Zuckerberg got a mortgage at First Republic. So in 2012, the bank made a roughly $6 million loan to him. And the starting rate was 1.05%. Which is incredibly low. Very nice. I'd like that. Yes, incredibly, incredibly low, even by the low rate standards at that time. Why would they do that? Do we know? 
I, you know, I don't think they ever said exactly why they gave him that specific mortgage, but they did say at the time that they offer better rates to bigger customers. So that was their model. First Republic funded those cheap mortgages by wooing wealthy, reliable customers. The bank set up branches in places like Jackson Hole and Palm Beach, and they promised extremely good customer service. Like in the case of this one example that the bank touted in a presentation last year. This client had gone to a big box retailer and had purchased something that cost $20. And like many of us, as they were leaving, they just signed the receipt. They didn't really look at it carefully. And when they got back home, they realized that they'd actually been charged $320 instead of $20. And their banker took it upon themselves to contact the manager of the big box store, review security footage, and get the money refunded to that customer. And the client ended up with their $300 refunded to them. They're very proud of these things that they do. So the question is, for those of you that don't bank at First Republic yet, would your bank do that for you? Would somebody go that extra mile for you? This strategy paid off. It worked amazingly well. The stock rose tremendously. Its valuation was higher than the biggest banks. And the bank just grew very, very, very rapidly. This was seen as one of the safest, most successful banks out there. But starting last year, that began to change. The Federal Reserve is trying to pump the brakes on inflation, announcing an interest rate increase of half a percent. The Federal Reserve raising its benchmark policy rate by a quarter percentage point. It is the ninth hike in a row since the Fed began hiking in May 2022. What happened when the Fed started raising rates was First Republic's customers, who are savvy, wealthy people, who had been leaving huge sums of money at the bank during the period where rates were super low, they start moving their money to other places. So to keep its customers' money, First Republic had to start offering them better interest rates on their deposits. And that cut into the bank's profit margin. But there was another problem. The other big part of First Republic's business was those jumbo mortgages, which had really low interest rates. Basically, First Republic made all of these loans, largely these huge mortgages, during the era of ultra-low rates. And it is largely stuck with all of these loans at super low rates. And a lot of these loans are only yielding like 3%. First Republic's decades-old business model was taking a hit. And then last month, two banks known for working with tech and crypto collapsed. We are in a banking crisis. The speed of Silicon Valley Bank's collapse came as a shock to many clients. Some rushed to the headquarters in Santa Clara Friday, only to find that California officials had shut it down. This marks the largest closure of a U.S. bank in 15 years. Following the collapse of both Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, what we were left with was a group of on-edge fearful customers with no... The collapse of these two banks rattled the entire financial sector people started looking around to see what other banks might be vulnerable. And one that stood out was First Republic. That's after the break.
The collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank spooked customers of other banks, especially First Republic. There were a number of days where customers were completely freaking out, pulled massive, massive sums of their money because it's so easy now with internet banking just to click and your money is moved immediately. You don't have to go to the bank or anything. First Republic was losing tons of deposits. Investors, concerned about the bank's survival, sold off their shares. The bank needed help. And it got it in the middle of March. Some of America's top lenders have deposited 30 billion U.S. dollars at First Republic Bank. They include juggernauts like J.P. Morgan, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. This comes as First Republic stock was dropping dramatically and concern was growing about another potential collapse. Why did these other banks give them so much money? It was a measure that was intended to be a sign of confidence in First Republic. What other banks were hoping was that they could put this panic to rest. This rescue bought First Republic time. Time to get its business back in order and to try to lure back its depositors. But it didn't solve all the bank's problems. And then this week, the bank's CEO got on the phone with investors and analysts. Greetings and welcome to First Republic Bank's first quarter 2023 earnings conference call. Usually the way an earnings call works is the executives read a script and then analysts who work for different investment firms will ask them questions. So the the earnings call was very unusual on Monday in that the CEO gets on. Let me now discuss our current funding. He reads a script for 12 minutes. As the industry events unfolded in March, we experienced unprecedented deposit outflows. And then it's over. This concludes today's call, and thank you for your participation. No questions allowed. You may now disconnect. What was the thing that people wanted to find out from that earnings call? The most important thing was just how much did First Republic lose? And they lost $100 billion in deposits, which is just a a staggering, staggering sum. It's the majority of their deposits. That's a lot of money. Yes, it's a massive amount of money. And it's actually significantly more than what customers were able to withdraw at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature before it failed. The bank's troubles go beyond this massive loss of deposits. On top of the $30 billion First Republic received from those big banks, it also had to tap loans from the government. But those loans are costly. Essentially, what they did was they replaced money from depositors, which they were often paying like 0% on, with these loans, which have rates between like about 3 and 5%. So they are in this really, really grim situation where they may well be paying more on their liabilities than they are earning on their assets. And that is like literally the opposite of how a bank (laughs) makes money. So their balance sheet is like upside down is how one person described it. On that earnings call, CEO Michael Roffler laid out how the bank is trying to right the ship. It plans to cut costs by reducing executive pay, laying off up to a quarter of its employees, and reducing office space. 
How long can they survive in that situation? Well, that is currently the question, and I don't think anyone really knows for sure. I mean, they say that they're going to take measures to cut costs, but those things don't quickly help with this fundamental problem where you are earning less from your loans than you are paying on your deposits. You're losing money, basically. They're losing money, yes. In simple terms, they are on a trajectory to lose money. How did investors react after this earnings statement and call? Well, they did not seem very happy about what First Republic said. Yesterday, the day after the call, First Republic's shares plunged almost 50%. And that slide continued today. According to people familiar with the matter, First Republic has floated a new rescue plan to the group of big banks that gave them $30 billion in deposits. What does First Republic's position tell us about the banking crisis? Well, I think that it's not over. After a Silicon Valley bank and Signature failed, the federal regulators were really hoping to signal that this was a brief panic and now we can kind of all move on and put this in the past. And obviously, bankers at big banks hope to do the same by putting this $30 billion into First Republic. But it just was not enough. And this bank is in such a troubled financial state that until it somehow solves its issues, it is just going to kind of linger in this troubled, zombie-like state. That's all for today, Wednesday, April 26th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. Additional reporting in this episode by Gina Heeb and Charlie Grant. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.